1: Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Tomahawk Take Podcast. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and with me as always is Alan.
2: Greetings.
1: And
0: Fred. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
1: Guys, we are well into the season now, obviously, and the Braves continue to take us on this roller coaster of a season. Uh, I wrote about it earlier this week. It just seems like, you know, they're two steps forward, three steps back, three steps forward, four steps back. It's just... Uh, this never-ending cycle of, it looks like maybe they figured it out and then it looks like they're the worst team in the league. Uh, it's really frustrating as a fan, um, to see the inconsistency of this team and just not really being able to get on a good run and kind of create some separation as far as that 500 mark. They haven't been over 500 all year. Uh, so I understand the frustration coming from Braves fans and it's, it's very volatile on Twitter right now as it usually is with brace fans on twitter but it's it's not fun and i I don't i don't blame them for that volatility right now like i said this team is not playing up to expectations they you know consistently are inconsistent (laughs) that's the one thing you could say that they've been consistent on is they're they're consistently inconsistent so uh, alan it's it's really frustrating to watch it's hard to watch you know they um were playing some good baseball over the last couple of weeks, got back to 500, and then they get swept by the Blue Jays again.
2: Yeah, I was telling a radio audience last week that I was a little concerned, well, before the first Toronto series, that uh, I was concerned about them because I thought they were going to be a tough team. I didn't think they were 6-0 and tough, but that's also part and parcel of the way that this team is is. Constructed right now, and and the fact that the bullpen just can't seem to get guys out on a consistent basis, even when we get uh, decent starting pitching. uh, I mean, today's game, for instance, Morton was okay. He wasn't great, but he was okay. He certainly kept the team in the game, and then the the bullpen allowed the uh, game to get out of control pretty quickly. Uh, we've been looking forward to trying getting some guys back like Chris Martin. He came back. He had a great inning. No problem. And then the guys that are after didn't mm-hmm. follow through with that. So right now, I think there's a, a two-fold problem. One is that the hitting is just not there. And, and we've talked about it. It's more than just the Braves. It's league-wide. It, and it may be getting inside the heads of some of these hitters. The fact that they just, can't get anything going uh, offensively. But even more than that, it's also the bullpen, because what had been a great strength of this team last year is just not a strength at all at this point because they're very hittable and that's, that's a big problem because a team that uh, prided itself on being, never being out of a game last year, uh, after the seventh inning and, and beyond being able to, uh, get a lot of hits and a lot of runs and, and provide a great finish. They're not getting those kind of pushes at the end of games, uh, save for that one epic comeback against Philadelphia and the bullpen is certainly not holding leads or, or, or holding deficits where they are and, and allowing the offense to get back in. So there's a two-fold problem. I don't know that there's a solution in the offing right now. Uh Yes, we are getting Shane Green. He's not going to be the savior. He's going to fit in probably in the middle of that bullpen, but still going to be better than a couple of guys that he's going to displace. So there's a modest Improvement coming there maybe, but uh, the the troubles are deeper than just that.
1: Yeah, when you talk about those comeback endings, I can hear Chip Carey's voice saying, "They don't always win, but they always give you a good finish." Well, that's not not happening not
2: anymore this year. year.
1: Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I was thinking the other day, you know, past couple of years, if they were down by a couple of runs, you know, seventh inning or later, I feel like okay, we got them right where we want them. Um, that's not. Not the case in, in 2021. I feel like if we're, if we're up by a couple of runs late in the game, I feel like we don't have enough and we're probably going to lose. So that's a unfortunate feeling to have. And, Brett, I, I don't know that there's just one specific area that you can point to. I know everybody likes to point to the bullpen because, you know, their struggles are more evident and obvious on the field. But this offense, like Alan said, is not exactly – you know, tearing it up either. I think they averaged you know three runs a game in that Toronto series. I mean, they weren't doing the pitching staffs any any favors. But uh, there's just uh, there's a lot of a lot of issues that you can point to right now with this Braves team.
0: Well, you know, it, it, I said to someone today on on the Twitter critters that you go past Ronald Acuna and there's nobody in the lineup. The pitcher thinks, well, this guy's a problem because Freddie isn't hitting. Acuna I mean Ozuna isn't hitting and after that who are you scared of if you're a pitcher who can throw strikes and has a little bit of a breaking ball Swanson hit the comeback home run today I I listened to him hit the two-run homer today and give us the lead and then and then we gave it back so it's both sides of the ball there was I got my insider piece from from uh, uh, Tim Dirks this this week and somebody asked about the Braves and he said well you know, Still, the Braves have a problem. Right now, they're not getting anything from center field. They're not getting anything from the guy behind the plate. And they're not getting anything from the, from the third baseman. And they're not getting much from the bullpen. And that exactly sums it up. You're getting, you've got Pache, who's not hitting half his weight. Uh, and we're getting an offensive upgrade when Ender comes back. Everybody's <laughs> here for that. I mean, I love Ender. But, uh, you know, uh, when you're talking about 200 being an offensive upgrade, it's a problem. Contreras is home run, double, or nothing, uh, and and Riley he hit those bad pitchers really well, but the good pitchers not so much. So you've you've got an area here, and someone says, well, you know they're averaging four point nine runs a game. Well, you take out those blowout games, and they're not. You take pull the blowout games out of that list. You're down under four, and the league in a league where the ERA is four, that's not enough. The lineup is, uh, I I called it limp, after you get past uh, Acuna and Freddie uh, at the top. If you've got that at the bottom, pitchers are always going to get around Acuna somehow. And maybe somebody down there beats you, and if he does, you tip your hat to him. The bullpen, I made the point earlier, they were all on about, oh, Snicker can't handle a bullpen. Name me all of the the managers you think who did a good job handling a bullpen. Go on. Uh, Nobody. Okay, Bruce Bochy, Buddy Black, um, and that's about it. On top of that, you hand them pitchers who aren't good in the first place. Jones, Carl Edwards Jr., Jesse Biddle, and you stick them out there and you say, there you go, win a ball game. Uh, so what do you do? You lean on your horse, and every now and then your horse trips. Uh, you know, Meador's got a 1.17 ERA, and he's been really good until the last two outings. But that happens, and you you – it, they scream for Jacob Webb to get innings. Jacob Webb has a couple of rain dumps and goes bad, and they want him uh, sent to Coventry uh, and or DFA'd, and he comes in the day and shows why he's still there. These guys are in the bullpen because they're not starting pitchers. They can't go a whole long, and, and they're going to trip. So you have to have a good mix, and you have to have good people out there to start with. So you hand that to Snit and say, here, make it work. And he goes with his gut because that's all he's got left. So there's no one way to fix this. Team needs at least four pieces, and I don't know where they get them.
1: Yeah, and that's the frustrating part, too, is you know that it's not going to be easy to fix and it's not going to happen anytime soon. As a Braves fan, you just have to be sitting there hoping that this team starts to play the way they're capable of. Because, I mean, you look at this team on paper coming into the season, and – if Acuna does what he does, and he has, and, and maybe even more so, if Freddie does what he does, I mean, he's a reigning NL MVP. Ozuna does even half of what he did in 2020, or what you know, just even if he does what he did in St. Louis. Um And if TDA, it does, you know, part part of what he did last year. And of course, now he's injured. If Ozzy is the Ozzy of you know 2019, and not. 2020, I mean, this has the potential to be a very good lineup, but what you're seeing is nobody is doing what their career norms with the back of their baseball card tells you that they can do outside of Acuna. So, I mean, part of it is just you have to hope that these guys come back to their norms. I mean, that it's like you said, there's not an easy fix. They're not going to go out and trade for a, a Trevor story or um, or a big bat or something like that. That's just—it's not going to happen. You—you you have to just continue to write it out. Hope that this team uh, figures it out. Hope that they start playing better baseball. Uh, that's why you know it really had me excited in the game on Thursday. They came out swinging, uh, running the bases really well. You had Freddie going first and third on a bloop. You had Ozzie still in a bag, and then you got. Second and third one out and you got Dansby up and he strikes out and next guy gets out and that rally was ended. And then the Blue Jays come right back and score a run to, to make it two to one. And you're thinking, okay, here, here we go. Now we got a fight on our hands. So, you know, it's just that kind of stuff that's just kind of frustrating. Like you said, uh, Fred, it's just, it's a, like a, it's a lack of consistency for this team, but, but more so this offense. And, you know, I don't think it was as evident last year. You know, obviously, because they were playing better and they were getting home runs. Marcel was hitting a home run every other game. But when you're not getting those three run home runs and that's what you're dependent on, it's really frustrating to watch this offense try to operate and score runs. So uh, I, I don't know, Alan, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what you do uh, other than just hope that these guys figure it out and turn it around and start to get back to their career norms.
2: I think that's what's going to have to happen because right now, I mean, let's say it's July and you're trying to figure out what to do for an acquisition at the trade deadline. I wouldn't even know where to start exactly because you need too much. You, you've you got uh, yourself in a position where you need four or five kind of changes, and that's just not even reasonably feasible right now. So you're going to have to have some guys step up to do their normal or expected performance. Otherwise you're kind of going to have to throw your hands up and say, where do I go? Unless you just want to take one token piece somewhere and, and add that in. I mean, you could also uh, throw in the fact that uh, uh, you you get some bad news here and there with all the injuries that have been coming up. Soroka's, uh, uh, set back. It's just a lot of depressing news for this team right now, unfortunately. And, yeah, I mentioned that I think that we're getting into the heads of hitters now. Um, I'll go ahead and throw out some stats that, that I just noted here. This is not uh, the Braves only, but it is, uh, league wide. Batting averages are down 11 points over 2020. They're down 18 points over uh, 2019. These are his, this is a historic low batting average on average for around the league. 234. Uh, guys are not hitting, but everybody's not hitting. They're all frustrated. They're all not uh, doing what they expected to do. So it, it's, it may be a, a matter of having to figure out how to change their their approaches and and when they've got a shift against them or change their two strike approach or anything like that, they're going to have to come up with some ways to do this. It seems to me that Kevin Seitzer has these guys trying to hit the opposite field more. I like that as an approach that certainly seems to be helping Riley, for instance, a, a, a bit here and there. And these guys are trying to take their walks better. I think that's good but it's not enough right now and i don't know that the way things are going league wide that it's going to change much uh overall so i mean that that all conspires together to to give you an offense that it just isn't doing much and i'm not real sure where we go from here for uh, beyond that
1: Fred, let's move over to the other side in the starting pitching because I'm watching Charlie Morton pitch today, and I'm thinking, okay, what if he isn't who we thought he would be? Which is that you know horse in the middle of the rotation, somebody that stops a losing streak, you know, like I, I thought he had the chance to do today. You know, what if he's not that big game pitcher that we were getting for the playoffs? And who knows if we, he'll even get there? Now, you know, right now his ERA is over five. You know, I think Morton becomes even more important to this team than maybe we thought he would be, especially with the news for Soroka and the setback. You know, I I said in our group chat the other day, don't count on Soroka at all this year because uh, I think you're making a mistake if you're counting on him coming back and being a savior this year. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think that makes Morton even more important. And right now he's not delivering on what the Braves signed him for, in my opinion.
0: The pitchers are generally having trouble too. I mean, he's not – it's not like I mean the pitchers are out there they're winning they're 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 beating the batters this year but the pitchers across league are having their issues as well. Charlie's Charlie looks like he's not found a groove. He he's not repeating his motion for me. I look at him and I watch him and one minute he's flying open and the next minute he he's he's losing the ball on the uh, losing the ball arm side and it just seems like he hasn't found his found his stroke. But I think you're you know. If you if you looked okay, you've got Freed and Anderson and and and, and Noah. God bless him. Uh, came in and we've got three good pitchers. Okay, what we need is the veteran there who go who's willing to go out and take his take his butt whipping and, and and sit down with him and say this is how it goes. And he will be better, I think, as as the season gets on. He'll find he'll find himself, but he's never going to be. Uh, An ace kind of guy. He's always going to be the guy that's going to go out and throw six, seven innings, and he's going to strike out some people, but he's not the guy that struck out people three years ago because he's older and the league has changed a bit. Uh, But he's going to find a groove and he's going to find his way back. I think, you know, you've got with it, I think he'll be fine, but I don't think he's going to be more than a four this year at best, uh, which pushes Smiley down to a five or a five and a half or. Any, anyway, uh, but you, I think the, the starting pitching, I think, I hope, will 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 find its groove and, and lay in there. If they just understand that all they can do is pitch as long as they can, the lineup has to support them. Uh, but I do think Morton's he's important from two two reasons. First of all, innings, and second of all, presence in the dugout and in the bullpen. Uh, in the clubhouse and that kind of thing, because he's the guy who's been there, done it, and got rings. And and so that's what he's there for more as much as anything else. And I expected him to be a one or a two. That's uh, that's never going to happen. But he's always going to be there, and he's always going to gut it out, and he's always going to try to do it. Um, and I think the young pitchers will be fine. I just don't know where we go after the sixth inning.
1: Yeah, that that to me is kind of disappointing to hear. Not that I don't believe you and I never expected him to be a one or a two but to consider him a four is is rough when you think about the fact that we spent 26 million on a fourth and fifth starter this offseason I didn't do that well yeah but that that just makes it hurt even more just hearing you kind of lay it out like that because uh, I I need Morton to be more than that I, I wasn't expecting Smiley to be anything more than a fourth or fifth starter but I need Morton to be more than that I don't need him to be an ace but I need him to be a stopper and I'm watching this the game on Thursday and I'm seeing him try to get through that fifth inning and you see it with Snit too he's like you got your your bulldog out there you got a lead let him get through this inning he had two outs and he just couldn't get it done he gives up you know three straight hits walks a batter he He just couldn't get out of the inning, and that to me signaled a huge red flag that this isn't the guy that we signed for. We signed for the guy who's going to stop the bleeding that's going to be able to get out of those innings and keep the team you know ahead and he just wasn't able to do that on Thursday and just honestly hasn't been able to do it uh a lot this year so that's really disheartening to me on the Morden front. And again, when you break it down like that and just realize those offseason moves, you know, they look even worse knowing we spent, you know, 26 million on fourth and fifth starters. So I don't know. We're getting a little too depressing on this this episode here. So I'll talk about injuries because that's
2: not depressing. I was going to say, do not. you have any, you ain't got any good news? I'm, I'm yeah. looking for it.
1: <laughs> well, like, like uh, Fred said earlier, Ender's coming back. So that, that brings a huge upgrade <laughs> offensively uh in center field, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's not much. Acuna injured on Thursday. That didn't look terrible to me, and I saw the X-rays came back negative, so I think he's going to be fine for my. Yeah, you know, yeah there's not, good
2: news. Maybe he's not as hurt as, as bad as we thought.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. You gotta you gotta look for some positives in there. And then I mentioned the Soroka setback with the Achilles, and we've talked about this on here before in the past. He more so than the Achilles is the shoulder thing for me. He's now hurt that shoulder. Three times in the last four years. That's just, that's not a good sign. I, again, I'm being very doom and gloom on this episode, but I, I'm not putting any future stock in my Soroka right now as being part of the future for the Braves. Alan, Fred, y'all feel that way?
2: I'm not ready to go that far yet. And mostly that's because the Achilles is not related to an arm injury, it was a fluke thing. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, we got to get past the shoulder thing. And and the hope, I guess, is again that uh, the concern this time was exclusively the Achilles, and maybe nothing to do with his his arms. And so far, that seems to be what what we're hearing. I guess I'm just kind of hoping that this exploratory surgery suggests that it's nothing more than maybe scar tissue down there or something like that, that, uh, is giving him some discomfort and then he can just get past it and come on. But even so probably the earliest possible that we might see him now would be August and August is a long month. So I'm not even suggesting beginning or ending August. I'm just hoping for August at some point. That's going to be tough. Um, beyond that, if he is it able to come back this year, I think then mm-hmm. he needs to start building up early uh, a strong off-season program so that uh, he can be ready to really go in, in next spring. But uh, right now, it's looking like our big three is Freed, Anderson, and uh, Yanoah. Mm-hmm. And that might be good enough to get uh, through some playoff series if you get into the playoffs. Which we now have to raise as a possibility, but you really need something more than that if you want to get there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we won't get into playoff discussions right now because <laughs> that's 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 the least of my concerns at the moment. This team has to get get going and get better before we can talk about that. I, I do hope the Acuna thing is not not serious, but. Um, you know, like I said, he's the one bright spot for the Braves. He's the reason I keep tuning in right now because every, and, and Wascari, you know, he, he's a lot of fun to watch as well, you know, at the mound and at the plate, but, uh, they bring some excitement to the game for sure. They're, they're the positives in this episode. They've been really fun to watch this year. Everybody else, yeah, yeah pretty much goes like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot, a lot of positives to take away. The Braves do go to the Brewers next and uh Brewers are are struggling on offense ma- even worse than the Braves are so um maybe maybe the Braves can get on track there uh and score probably have a lot of 2-1 games going into Milwaukee this weekend <laughs> and then they got six games against the Mets the rest of the month and the Mets are on fire right now obviously leading the NL East so uh schedule's not not getting much easier. They do have four against the Pirates, but they also have two against the Red Sox who are uh, kind of come out on fire this year. So Fred, it's not an easy path for the Braves to try to, to get back ahead of things and get above 500 with the schedule they got coming up.
0: No, it's not. And, and I think, yeah, I think, I, I think the starting pitching is going to be good enough to, to do what it has to do to win games. Now I, i I would take a little exception with. I think that the Achilles affected the shoulder. I think that he his leg hurt and he adjusted to stop the leg from hurting. And you know, I, I, rem- I remember. I remember dizzy. Mm-hmm. I remember dizzy Dean got hit in the toe with a line drive and was never the same because he ruined his arm trying to come back and pitch uh, to change his motion to do that. He ruined his shoulder, and uh, I'm I'm sort of thinking this is all tied together. You know, uh, he comes back. He, he's pitching fine until the leg goes, and then he comes back this spring, and, oh, well, he's got a little little elbow or shoulder thing going on here. And, oh, his shoulder's fall. Oh, no, we've got a shoulder thing. And, oh, now his Achilles is hurt again. And he says, well, he finally goes in and says, this is hurting. I'm going to tell you that didn't happen overnight. That, that wasn't the first time it had hurt. He'd been going out there and trying to pitch until he just decided he couldn't. And when you do that, you throw the whole body out of whack. That 's where I think the shoulder issue comes from uh, i'm not a doctor, and I didn 't say it a a holiday. that's what I think that's tied to as far as the rest of the month unless we hit past the Cunha and freeman uh it's going to be a long month now can it be I think you could turn the team around with a couple of couple of people coming in to give it some backbone, but i don 't know that uh, Anthopoulos wants to do that he's the one that spent the money on 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 smiley and and didn't get a good bullpen piece and didn't buy get and, and took the cheapest bench he could get. And bless Pablo and uh, Adrianzo, they've done things that no one expected them to do. Having said that, uh, we still are happy that Ender's coming play center field. And I love Ender. I, I have said that in the past, but and boy, I, I don't want him to be a starting center fielder these days. And uh, it's just, we just left too many things. We sat back and looked at the at the team and said, boy, these young kids, they're all going to step forward at once. And they didn't. Some of them stepped back. Pakoda is looking right as the days go on here. And so yeah, I think, you know, the Brewers, I think the Brewers are, are actually a team now uh, in terms of getting up to the plate and doing something. Maybe it's not paying off for them. They've got a lot of injury. They had like 18 people on the injured list here a couple of weeks ago. That's not good, but I think Craig Council handles that pretty well. We have to hit. If we hit, as Jake made this point. If the lineup will just hit close to what it hit last year, nobody has to go uh, bananas. If you'll just, if, if Ozuna will just hit 240, you know, and if Ozio will quit swinging like he's playing golf, <laughs> and if Swanson will find that magic again, and uh, every now and then Riley will actually hit a ball then uh, that's he that's from a good pitcher, and then we'll be all right. But I don't know if that's going to happen soon, and I think Seitzer's going out of his mind trying to figure out how to fix this.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of his hitting coaches around the league are going out of yeah. their mind right oh, now. Oh, yeah, but it's not
0: just him. Everybody. Yeah, I agree. yeah.
1: No, so, I mean, it's it's a rough going at the plate right now, but they got to figure it out. I mean, you know, we talk about it. Every team's dealing with this, but other teams are still finding ways to win, and the Braves aren't. And that's the frustrating part of this because it is such a good uh talented team, young talented team. Uh they need to they need to be able to find ways to win. Um and right now that's just it's not happening. But any any final thoughts from you, Alan, before we get out?
2: None that are very good, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to look for one of you to bring something positive uh here before before we go.
2: I do think that they've got an opportunity here at Milwaukee to start getting the ship right in a bit uh, I'm yes the Mets when we get to that is a very important series a uh, couple of series uh, and I'm hoping that while they have run off a few wins in a row here that um, it's a function of the schedule they've been playing more than anything else but it, it's always a struggle. Playing against a team with some confidence, and when you string a bunch of wins together, you get confidence, and that's that's the thing that's killing the Braves. You can just see it in their uh, their demeanor, their their body language. It's just like they're struggling. Uh, up and down the the order, and they really need something good to happen. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, a trip to Milwaukee. I don't know if that's a trip to Pittsburgh, but uh, it's got to be one of these uh, pretty quickly because uh, we don't get want to see this team get buried like the Minnesota Twins, for instance.
0: Yeah.
1: Brad, you got anything
0: positive to say on this podcast? Well, sure. I I, I think that we saw – after in that game where you were talking about, where Freddie came out and got some hits early, and then we had that comeback game, that all it takes is something to lift the team up. If you go back when we had Donaldson here, he was in the dugout leading all the time. And he was always pumping it up, and he was out there giving the pitcher of the Dickens, and he wasn't scared to argue with an umpire and give him hell. Even if he didn't think he was right, He there was fire there. If you look around this year, I don't see the fire. I don't know, you know... Last year was was a sixty game tournament, okay? People can get up for a tournament because the finish line's there, and I'm running and I'm running. And I can see it, I can touch it, I can see it, I can touch it. And at 162 games, you can't run hard for 162 games. It's too far away. And I, I, it, they need a spark. They need somebody or someone on the in that lineup to to go around and their toes on fire with you know the old matches in the end of the shoe, give a uh, hot foot thing, get them going. These. But because they're just flat as a pancake, and until they lift themselves up and decide that they need to go out there and play with some fun and have some fun, uh, it's going to be rough.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a positive here. This has been a bad week, no doubt about it. But the way the season has gone, next week will be a great week because that's just that's the roller coaster <laughs> that this team's on right now. So, uh, they're on a bad. About...
2: Go yeah, I'm going to suggest something real. Uh, quick here too that uh, you know, Fred's looking for somebody to to be the cheerleader. I think they do have the right guys in the clubhouse to do that, uh, between guys like Ozuna and and uh, Sandoval and, and a couple other guys. I I do think that that they can get that kind of a, a momentum and positive energy going if they just concentrate on do, on doing that and concentrate on the positive as opposed to what I've been doing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I I do think that the the guys are available to do that and got to build on your successes. That's that's the key right now. Yeah. And that's that's
1: just part of being a fan too, right? I mean, you're going to get up with the highs, you're going to get down with the lows and that's the the journey of a major league baseball season. It's what makes it so fun at times, which makes it so frustrating at times and I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Obviously after the shortened season last year, I'm going to take every 162 frustrating games that the Braves <laughs> give me this year. Uh, even if I do have to put it on the, the iPad on the floor and just, I'm going to have it on. So I know I'm going to watch it. It's going to, it's been painful, but, uh, there's still plenty of, of time left. We at least have the, that's one positive. We can still say that there's still plenty of, of time left. I don't know how much longer we are allowed to say that, but I'm going to continue to say it till Fred says I can't. But uh, that that will do it for this episode of the Tomahawk Take Podcast. Appreciate uh, the subscriptions. Make sure that you uh, go and follow Tomahawk Take Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check out the website at TomahawkTake.com where we have daily content there on the site from a lot of really good writers that we have on staff. Uh, But that will do it for this episode, and we will talk to you next week.
2: This has been the No News is Ever Good News edition of the Tomahawk Take Podcast. It is a production of TomahawkTake.com and sided LLC, a subsidiary of Minute Media Inc. Opinions expressed on the show today are solely those of the participants because Minute Media really doesn't care. All rights reserved. One of the musical selections used today comes to you under the auspices of the Creative Commons license, terms of which are available at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 This was a piece by Kevin MacLeod entitled Pilot Error. His works are featured at incompetech.filmmusic.io All other selections used come via rights purchased by tomahawkdick.com Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast today and Please, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're either a healthy catcher or a reliever with command, please apply at Braze.com soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running,
1: everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.